And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack is too good to be here. The kid's out to dinner, supposedly. But we are with, of course, Davey Steuben with the two arms and three legs. And we got a special guest, Ryan Altenberg, live on the Zoom call. Here to join us today for his first appearance of the season. It's good to have you boys in. How you feeling, Ryan? Welcome to the pod. Always appreciate you having me on. Dave, I did not realize you were in the same category as third leg Greg from Miami. Uh, uh, yeah, some would say it's more of a peg leg uh, than a third leg. But uh, Mikey Mack not here today. He's out at Chuck E. Cheese on a date. Uh, couldn't make it to the, to the podcast this week. Unfortunately, he's upset about his, his bad loss. Uh, Apparently it was my fault too for for him trading uh, Ertz to to my team because I, I forced him to do that. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that Ertz trade whatsoever this week. Um, Ertz, isn't he like a top three quarterback? To I mean, uh, top he's, three tight end. He's number three. I didn't even offer it. I, he was like, I need a because he was starting Jermichael Hasty, so he's like, I need a running back so bad, and I couldn't get give anyone Montgomery. But of course, Mike will take him. Uh, First off, three and seven, that would be actually a great season for Oakland. Uh, so you got to give him a shout out for that. I think it's an absolute dumpster. Fire. It was one of those conversations where if you saw in the press conference, I don't think he even knew that phone call was coming. And there's like multiple people that are higher up on that list. You could say, I, I totally forgot John Fox was there. John Fox, the D coordinator there. Uh, Reggie Wayne, uh, another indie legend, also is there that's actually been coaching there for years and to just bypass everyone and just. Just hired Jeff Saturday straight out of the booth for ESPN with no coach experience. Is oh, it's an absolute dumpster fire. Ursay's back on. Be back on the pills. I think he uh, was quoted as saying uh, in his interview, "Why am I qualified for this position?" That's a great, great question to ask while you're being hired as a head coach. You gotta love the- me though. When you look at Jim Ursay, we know he's a wild card, so it's no surprise he makes a move like this. But. I almost question it after thinking about it earlier today, looking at the, the, the write-up you guys had. It almost feels like it's so dumb that it might end up being brilliant in the long run. Now, hear me out on this. They're clearly not a playoff team. I know that division is awful, but what are they, 3-5-1? and one? And you look at the rest of their schedule, and they'll be lucky to get maybe one, maybe two wins the rest of the way out because they're going to play the rest of their division, too, uh, along with some easy non-cons. But the tank is on. Ursay clearly likes what he sees in some of those higher quarterbacks in the draft class. So he brings in a guy like Jeff Saturday who's going to basically just be a face. You don't have to worry about paying him or promoting him at the end of the year. He can evaluate the staff. And anytime he has problems with losing the locker room, all he has to do is point up to the ring of honor and say, 
see that? That's my name in the ring of honor. I'm a future Hall of Famer, so sit, sit the fuck down and do your job. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's laughable, but it's not surprising from Jim Irsay. And it might end up being the best-case scenario because he can keep the locker room intact while they tank for a, a quarterback for next year. You, you would hope they draft a quarterback at least. Well, yeah, you, you would think that obviously he's going to be a player's guy because of his pedigree. Um, so I don't think he's going to lose a, the locker room. And uh, like you said, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to win anything this year. So he even said it himself, in eight weeks, if, if he's terrible at this, he's going to wipe his hands clean of it and be out of there. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, at least people are going to be excited for him to come back and coach in Indianapolis. Oh. fans and everything. Yeah, two two things. First off, I, I want to know what he, they offered him money wise for him to like go into this headache. They got to offer him some sort of massive deal of millions to to get in there to to put yourself out there. It's kind of almost embarrassing to put you in that position. Um, another thing is fantasy relevance for a lot of these players. Jonathan Taylor, I don't, I don't know. I know they're making a big push about how bad their offensive line has been. And then who's the GM there, Dave? Um, no idea. For it's Indy, not Chris Ballard still is it? Yes, Chris Ballard. He yeah. came out and, he, and like he like one of the wildest interviews I press conferences I've ever seen of of uh, Ballard, and then you had Ursay there with Jeff Sayer. Uh Ballard was talking about he's like, yeah, we've seen the offensive pl- line play; it's been terrible, and it's uh, for years I've been getting all this feedback like we need to draft wide receivers, we need to draft wide receivers, and we got away from what we've been doing. I'm like. What you just listen to outside people? <laughs> that just makes your own decisions for you. It, it, it sounds like sounds like somebody I know. Oh yeah, someone that's not here today. R.I.P. Um, Yourself, Randy. Yeah, too. Uh, other thing too is uh, not only is that the hire, but the person who's getting promoted to the offensive coordinator is a thirty-year-old, so two years younger than all of us, three years younger than Lewis because he failed uh, kindergarten. Uh, is Parks Fraser? What a name. Uh, he's the specialist assistant QB coach. Uh, so he'll be calling plays for the first time as well. Um, so the dumpster fire continues. Yeah, I don't think JT's startable. Even if he's healthy, if he's startable. I don't know. Everyone there, I, would, I wouldn't be putting in our lineups. But anyways, I just spent a lot of time on this Colts uh, issue. I know. It's, uh, speaking of bad news, uh, going around league news, the Jets upset the Bills in a big game for the AFC East. Um, a lot of talk about Josh Allen hurting his ul- the ulnar nerve in his elbow, uh, possible Tommy John surgery at the end of the season. They said he, they're going to be managing it. There was some good news today. They could possibly play. What do we think about that, Ryan? I mean, Josh Allen on uh, McCarthy's team is going for a streak that we're going to hit on here in a little bit. I mean, I know the rest of the league isn't mad about the idea of him missing a game. That's for damn sure. Uh, but you got to think the Bills are going to probably play the long game here, and if they if they need to rest them, rest them early. So saying it's not major, according to Rappaport, I think if they're going to sit him, it's this week and then this week only. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, that's a pretty big injury for a strong strong armed quarterback. So I yeah definitely don't see them, even if he's remotely healthy. Uh, starting this week, uh, you take the week off and let Case Keenum get in there and try to get the win because uh, they're playing Minnesota, I believe. Yeah, it's a big game. Um, so, and guess who their backup is? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Oh, Case Keenum revenge game, possibly. Case Keenum revenge game. Um, yeah, I mean, um, for a Super Bowl favorite as the Bills, I, I think you have to play the smart and the the long game on this. But they are in a battle with the Chiefs for that. 
vaunted home field advantage. I mean, they went in there last year and almost won. So, yeah, I mean, but if if this is a serious injury, I mean that kind of ruins their hopes that I need them. the Super Bowl uh, contending. I think they're number one for the uh, yeah the line line going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, live bets it's them and the Chiefs. Um, so that that would be huge. Also, McCarthy picked up Stafford and he's in concussion protocol. So fuck you, McCarthy. <laughs> Love to say it. Yeah, welcome to the struggle. Um, speaking of being in bad spots. Uh, got some head coaches, too, around the league that have been just underwhelming, uh, having a terrible year. So Cliff Kingsbury, I believe they're 3-6 and six now on the season, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and Josh McDaniels for the Raiders. Uh, out of those two coaches, which one do you think gets fired first, Randy? Uh, I, I think it's Kingsbury. because he's. I think they're going to give Josh McDaniels a longer leash. I mean, it's his first year there, even though it's his second go-around as NFL coach. Kingsbury, that team just that they're not only that like the Hopkins and uh, Murray arguing on the sideline last that team's like on the the precipice of blowing up, which is awesome to see because they should be coming out with uh, the, they're on the HBO like second thing of Hard Knocks. So I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing just fucking chaos there. Well, I don't think it's that big of a deal uh, being a former quarterback and having my wide receiver here today. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal having a few words on the sideline when they weren't really yelling at each other. They were just having a conversation. They're yelling at the coach, too, though. You know, man, Johnny yelled at me for running the wrong route, not realizing that Ross Casper or Waldo ran the wrong route, and he just overthrew me because he thought I was running a five and I was supposed to be running it out. But I don't know. I I think it's definitely got to be Cliff. He's gone. Uh, He's been there too long. It just hasn't worked out for him. My thing with Cliff Kingsbury and his tenure over there in Arizona Kyler Murray has had no accountability whatsoever. Uh, like, not just with the animated tantrums and shit like that on the side, but the fact that they had to put in his contract earlier this year, the amount of time that he was going to spend studying. It's just, if you have to negotiate in his contract to be a professional and to do the things that you expect out of your franchise quarterback, that's just a, a detriment on the coach who basically handpicked this guy and drafted him and wanted him as his guy. Uh, underrated look. Whichever, if like if Kingsbury does get fired, kind of tying back into that Colts situation, Frank Wright would be a great hire for that organization moving forward. Well, you would think so, but yeah. also the money that they gave Kyler too, I think, was a mistake. Yeah, uh, without proving anything, not going to the playoffs, not having right. a playoff win, like yeah, what is it? just because he's talented, you can't give him that much money. He, didn't, he hasn't earned anything, and it's showing this year that he's not that elite quarterback that you want on your team. Um, Honestly, I think both can be fired, but uh, Kingsbury, like you guys said, the leash is a little bit shorter. Uh, next thing, OBJ is coming back. Uh, it's fully cleared this week. Um, still not signed by any teams. Uh, some landing spots that are being thrown out there are the Packers, the Cowboys, the Rams. Uh, I just put in the Titans because literally last week, no one uh, at the wide receiver wide receiver position caught a pass. So uh, I know he wants to go to a contender, and the Titans are actually, I think, five and or six and two now, or if I'm not mistaken. Six and three, I think. Six and three? Yeah, if that works. Um, so they definitely could use his uh, his abilities there. So uh, if you guys had to pick out of those four teams, where, where would you like him, to, like him to be? I would love to see him go to the Packers and just watch that dumpster fire, just get stoked a little bit with him, <laughs> not getting targets, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Dark Horse, an underrated spot, I don't know that they would actually make the move because I think their cap situation is pretty strapped right now, but... 
OBJ to the Ravens makes so much sense to me. So much sense. And I'm not even saying that just because Lamar's my quarterback. I mean, Devin Dunervay, Duvernay and some guy last name Porsche and Marcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson are their top three guys right now. And, and well, they just signed the hands a handoff. Yeah, and then he pulls his hand halfway through. Yeah, thirty-five-year-old. Yeah, run, chest after a thirty-yard catch, and then two plays later pulls his hand. Yeah, just out. running straight go routes. <laughs> I actually ran a pretty decent uh, route, but he also had a, like a, he had that thirty-yard catch, but it was called back. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, he was out for the rest of the game. He might be going for the record uh, the way Fitzpatrick wore so many teams' jerseys. He's going to do the same thing but pull his hamstring in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think OBJ's in, like, the best-case scenario for himself, like, where you could pick it to. Just go to a contender. Just go, like, he looks, honestly, I hate, I don't like the Cowboys, but he looks like a Cowboy. When you have, like, some of the pictures where they're putting over him in the Cowboys, I think he'd fit in perfectly there. I like the I like the Ravens take on that. Uh, I would like to see him on the Titans just because they need they need a wide receiver there. But uh, next, also Justin Fields having a huge game, uh, breaking Mike Vick's single game rushing record for a quarterback with 178 yards. I believe it was 173 prior to that. Uh, last five or three week, four weeks, three weeks, uh, he's been the number one player in fantasy. Uh, yeah. Do you guys believe he's going to be a top five quarterback for the remainder of the year? Hallelujah. Um, he is that dude. I can tell you that. Um, if, he is him. I just don't think he has the weapons. And it starts getting cold and disgusting here. I think he, maybe some of his fantasy value kind of drops. But uh, top five going forward. I mean, a lot of guys are banged up. So I do I do like that. I could see that. I think he winds up top five quarterback. And he's at eight number He's number eight right now in fantasy. I think he winds up in the top five. Just I mean, they're, they're using him like an extension of the running game, and he's getting, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but he's been getting the, what he's averaging on the ground and the amount of carries that he's had since they started using him as a runner. I mean, that's just a, a healthy baseline. Like even Lamar Jackson, you look at what he did on Monday night, he threw for barely 100 yards and one touchdown, still ended up with over a 20 because of that rushing floor, and I think Fields is going to do similar things throughout the rest of the year. I can't believe how fast he is. That that was eye opening. Yeah, he ran like twenty one miles per hour or something. He was like the fastest player in the league two weeks ago. Fortunately, he stuck on uh, the dumpster fire that is Mike Trotta's team um, in purgatory. Uh, so none, of, no one in the playoff hunt is going to be able to use him, uh, which is actually good for our league. Uh, but I was trying to probably try to trade him and get as much value as I can because his team stinks. Yeah, he's uh, top piece right now. Yeah. So, speaking of some <laughs> of our league, we're going to go into a little bit of league talk. So, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, McCarthy's going for a league record right now, 10 straight regular season wins. We all know SEMO uh, had 18 straight wins, but that was including playoffs and going into his second year. Uh, but right now, going for his 10th straight win, having some trouble at the quarterback position um, with, with uh, Allen possibly not playing, and now Stafford picking, getting picked up and possibly having a concussion. So do you guys think he's going to get his 10th win uh, going forward this week? He's playing... Simo. He's playing Simo. Simo, uh, who won last week against Ryan, correct? Yeah. Put up like 150 points, so... Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Um, I think... I think it's, until he gets knocked off, I, I think he's the team to beat. I think it, if... 
I think it has a lot to do with the Allen plays, though. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Wasim's got a shot if uh, Josh Allen says this week for sure, even if he does start Case Keenum in that game. Uh, I mean, his team's just so stacked to have those injuries. His wide receiver core, Hopkins coming on late. Somebody should have never traded him Hopkins to begin with. But, uh, yeah, he's – if Allen plays, I think he goes for it. I think he goes 10-0. Yeah, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, he's still projected, what, 142 points, even with uh, uh, Stafford in right now. Um, so, also, we had last week a lot of losses in pl- with playoff teams. So, Waldo, Gallagher, yourself, Ryan, Channel all lost. Uh, so, there's a lot of mixing up going on the top six and now there's you know seven eight are right there for that last uh playoff position um so some interesting things going on there also the trade deadline is coming up uh, if everyone uh didn't know that will be the 19th of november at 11 59 p.m so if you need to get some trades in make sure those get in um speaking of that there's a lot of tight ends on the market brian if you hypothetically had to make a trade right now with me for Andrews, uh, who would you offer? Yeah, we, uh, we've been talking this pretty much every other week throughout the year. I've been trying to come at you to Andrews and you've been enticing me and, and listening to my offers, but at the end of the day, basically telling me to go kick rocks. Uh, I mean, I've got tight end pieces to move over to if you needed them. I've got wideouts that are on the move. Pretty much everybody on my team is, is available. Probably a Christian Kirk and a, uh, maybe a secondary wideout, like a Wandale Robinson for uh, Mark Andrews and a bench stash at wideout. Looks pretty Not, cool. no, no shot. It would have to be – you'd have to give up one of those running backs that you have. We're talking top two tight end, puts up 20 points easily every week when he's healthy. And I'd be open to it, too, if my top two running backs weren't two of the top four in the league, you know. I understand, but, you know, if you want top talent, I'm not taking Christian Kirk and some Juan Dale Robinson guy. Captain Kirk! Captain Kirk! <laughs> um, any trades you got going on, Randy? Anything you got in the works? I know you've been trying to get rid of JT for, like, ever. Um, also, you, you overvalue all your players and won't make a move because you don't have any balls. So anything you got going on? Dude, I've actually tried to move everyone. Um, yeah, pe- you, you're trying to, like... I don't know. Uh, you've sent me some offers that were just downright disrespectful. Would, would like JT and Mike Evans be a bad trade for Justin Jefferson? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah just because JT's been so awful. And then I know. Also, what you're going to get out of them the rest of the year. Mike Evans has two injuries. Yeah. A rib injury and an ankle injury. He's and always, he's, he's, but he always he's plays. He's always banged up. Yards. Like this past week, did he even break 50 yards? I think he had, what, six catches for 45 or something like that? It's been a weird year down in Tampa. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady can't throw the ball more than like 20 yards. It's Everything's like a dink and dunk, five-yard pass. So. One person I've been really trying to target, uh, and Andy's basically been dodging any effort at, at, getting, at me offering for him, has been Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's been struggling a little bit with the quarterback position, rolling out Geno Smith and, uh, or no, not Geno Smith, uh, Aaron Rodgers is basically who he's been going back to, which I think personally, I think Rodgers is droppable and has been for a couple weeks. Definitely is after that, uh, showing he had in Detroit last week. Uh, I offered him today, Lamar Jackson and Christian Kirk for Tyreek Hill and 
we'll, we'll see what he says. Did, but did I, he actually I don't answer know. that? Because he's, he's, you know, he is, he's not that tight to trade a ton, so I don't think I'll be getting making much movement there. But I felt like that was a pretty fair offer. I mean, Lamar has been suspect, to say the least, uh, compared to what he was at the beginning of the year. But he gets Andrews back healthy after the bye this week. I mean, you never know when Andrews in the lineup. He tends to perform pretty well. So I feel like it's a fair offer, but Andy's not the type to usually pull the trigger or trade much. So Did did Andy actually answer the phone? Because I don't know if anyone needs to drive past his house by Phillips Park and, and see if he's alive because uh, he, he still has Mike Thomas on his team. He's on the IR. He has two kickers. He made no moves on the waiver wire this week. He's in, he's now moved to last place in our league. Um, so it's, it's just sad days to see Mr. Football Andy uh, just not giving a care anymore about fantasy football. I believe he's also going for the record for more, most consecutive losses in a season. With If he loses, it's going to be seven in a row. Wow, that's, that's tough. And it's a quiet seven in a row, dude. If I was seven in a row, like, I'm reading Don't Jump books on the Cal Sand. Like, well, you and Trotta. I, I, I offer... Oh, we know he's on Chapter 2 right now. I offered him Mike Evans and DJ Moore for a fucking Tiger Kill. I offered him... Ertz for Deontay Johnson, which I think is a pretty fair trade, and yeah. I sent him a text message, nothing. It's been crickets all day. I got a laughing my ass off, I'll take a look at your team and send something your way three days ago and have it. <laughs> that's pretty much like, that's like pretty much like hitting the F you button. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'll get back. At that point, just don't respond. He posted a picture of a David Goggins book on his, on his Instagram, and I said you should uh, relay some of those messages to your fantasy football team, because uh, it's struggling. Uh, but anyways, uh, so uh, I will. I was going to ask this to Mike, but is Mike uh, is trying in Mikey meltdown mode like completely? Is, have we have we hit rock bottom? I think we have on, on the season. Um, I think we're past the meltdown mode. It's almost like just pure like depression. Like when you just go through like the whatever the, the multiple stages. Steps. Yeah. Yeah, of uh, grief. I think he's like just he's he's past denial and it's just straight depression now. He's numb to emotions at this point, which is probably a big reason why he's either having dinner while coaching basketball and busy with work on a Wednesday night. I just wonder how uh, many. I wonder how many fruity pebbles he went through. How many boxes this week? <laughs> serial killer. Uh, speaking of serial killers, Randy, you got your hit list uh, going on right now. Last week, finally got that W. Trying to make that final playoff push. Uh, what do you got this week? Uh, you know what? The kid's not out. I'm, I'm a game out of uh, the playoffs, David. We game out this week. Uh, the the kiss of death. I was talking to him. He just changed his name. I playing late, late, and he put it to Kamish Killer. So I like it. I like. It. I'm a end, I'm, I'm a officially end late season, even though it's pretty much over anyways. And just knock him out. And I'm hoping to put him into that. He doesn't even get a buy. And uh, he's going for the teeth bowl. Almost consecutive teeth bowls. It would be. Well. Commish, you you will need a kicker this week. Uh, I I'm I, I'm wait I'm waiting on some things to to come out, David. Before I drop, guys. You got Ray Guy coming back from the dead to kick field goals or something? No, nah, I'm waiting to see if people are going to be healthy and stuff, so I can drop other people. I uh, gotcha. It's 2022 right now. I think we can finally. Uh, Ray Finkel might be able to come back. Finkel and I don't want to come back and kick. There's some good options still out there, kicker. There's some good options still out there, kicker. I got my eye on it, David. Don't worry. All right. Just want to make sure. I mean, the hit list is looking good, though. I mean, Leith is in 11th place, but he's also had the most points scored on him. So, 
Uh, he's having some rough times. Uh, speaking of rough times, somehow I'm in third place, or I have the third best record. I'm in fourth place because of our division rules. But I have the seventh most points, um, so go figure. That's just how this year's going for me, uh, which I'm actually kind of scared of because right now six wins doesn't get you in. So no. if I don't get another two wins, maybe three, I might possibly miss the playoffs. So. Well, well, Dave, you know there's 14, there's 14 games, so you need seven. Well, does seven get in, though? Seven gets in. Seven and seven. No. I think seven and seven gets in. Yeah, but seven and seven, if I'm tied with somebody else and I have to, you know, Seven plus points. Yeah, I'm gonna be bumped down. So I'd probably, yeah. need, I'd probably need eight wins. Like Ooh. right now, I think I got Dave on cl- by close to hundred points. Maybe. Yeah, like you, you points. got me, Randy. You even, I think you have me. I have you, Lewis. Lewis has you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, channel two. Channel two. Or no, not not you, Randy. Uh, it was Lewis. That's who. He's out of the playoffs, but and I'm playing Lewis this week, uh, which is a pretty big game for me, and I have all my. Plus, my players on by now. Everyone's getting injured. Traded for Thielen. Guy's got an ankle injury. Uh, Hardman's been having great weeks. Now he's got a rib injury, so it's not looking good. Yeah, most years we kind of say it, it comes down to those last few division games. This might be the first year where the, the last couple games prior to those three in the division at the end of the year are going to have a huge impact on what happens. Because I mean, most of the division games, like it might be chalk. You know what I mean? Like in my division, we've got. McCarthy's probably going to win out. He might, might be looking at an undefeated season for him. Me and Lewis will go to battle, and then uh, welcome, Mitch. Thanks for the Ws. Yeah, I got I got one more game against Strata, so that's my seventh win. Yeah, I'm hoping to get knocking on wood against Lee. I just got to catch somebody on a on a bad week because I got I think I got Channel. I got Lewis this week. Uh, I got to play Waldo again, so it's not a good stretch uh, in these last five games. No, no, it isn't, David. No, it isn't. Um, now moving on to actually, I'm, I like this segment this week. Um, you like it this week, uh, even though it hasn't won any money, I think, all year except for one week. Well, Ryan put Ryan put way to get you some wins this week, Dave. Let's go over your lineup from last week first before we go into the, the new twist on the Daily Dave segment this week. Yeah, so we're gonna go over in a second. Uh, you guys might get some help this week. Um, and actually won some money. But last week, 113 points. I missed out on the money by six points on FanDuel, so we were right there. Uh, big hit on Justin Fields with 48 points, top score of the week, obviously. Tyreek Hill, again, 24 points. And then we're going to give the Mike Trotta kind of hits because he likes about eight, nine points. He thinks that, thinks that that's a hit. Mostert uh, scored early, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. He only had nine points. McLaren had eight points. Seattle defense, eight points. And then the Duds, Aaron Jones got injured, 5.5. Tyler Boyd had touchdowns called back all day. Seven points. Khalif Raymond was not the, the sleeper I thought he was going to be. Not the answer. Three points. And then Gerald Everett I thought was going to have a huge game because there's no one there to catch passes. And he only ends up with six points. So That's a big disappointment out of Everett because he got a ton of volume. I think he had I know. seven or eight targets, but he barely broke 40 yards. It was, uh, you know, I, I thought this was the, the week that it was going to happen. But, uh, again... Just, uh, just short. Everett hasn't seen the end zone since week two. Yeah. So this week, uh, you guys are going to get a little, little bit of help. I'm going to have my lineup, but also Ryan's going to have his lineup. We're going to see who has a better daily fantasy lineup. Uh, so we're going to go right back to the well with Justin Fields at $8,300. Uh, he's going against Detroit, 29th against quarterbacks. So, again, should be a huge game for him, even if he can get 25, 30 points. 
Uh, he broke the single-game rushing record last week, and again, top five quarterback the last four weeks in daily fantasy. Now we're going to the running back position, so uh, we got a little bit of Randy uh, backfield here. Randy Tony Powler uh, is $7,000. I'm really, really hoping that, I know Zeke's practicing, but I hope that they just sit him for another week. And even if he's in, I hope that they just know that Tony Pollard's a better player. Uh, he's going against Green Bay, uh, 26 against the run. Uh, he's averaging 12.3 points, even with most of the time backing up Zeke. Uh, then we got Jamal Williams, uh, another one of Randy's running backs. He's $7,400 going against Chicago. So we all saw last week Chicago can't stop anything on, on defense now that uh, Roquan Smith is gone. 30th against the run. Eight rushing touchdowns for Jamal Williams this year, so you would think he would just fall in the end zone. Uh, and is he the lead back there now? Swift is on the pitch count, so. And I think he's still being uh, he's still being held back in practice this week. So uh, some wide receivers, some dart throws here. Cortland Sutton, $6,200. Still the number one there. Uh, they're going against Tennessee, 30th pass defense. Uh, they're coming off a bye. So you would hope that they got something going in the bye week. Um, Rondell Moore, this might have to change because he is questionable now with a hand injury. Uh, but this is my value of the week, $5,800. 17th uh, is the Rams against the pass. But in the last two weeks, he's at 18 targets, uh, 31 points in the last two games as well. So they're getting him the ball on some short passes and actually getting the ball to someone other than Hopkins. Uh, wide receiver two. Uh, or three, I'm sorry, is Amari Cooper, $7,800. He's going against Miami. We saw last week the Bears tore them apart in the past. They're 23rd against the pass right now. Uh, also coming off a of bye week, and last game uh, before the bye, five receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, easily the number one there. Uh, then we have your tight end position. Spent some money here at Travis Kelsey. $8,500 going against Jacksonville. They're 22nd against the pass. Uh, he's been double digits points seven out of eight weeks, over 98 yards uh, past three uh, in the past three games. So, pretty much, you know, plug him in. He's going to get you some points. Another value of the week too here is uh, Cleo, Cleo Herbert, uh, $5,800 versus Detroit. They're 31, uh, 31st against the run. All he needs is a touchdown. That's all I'm hoping for out of him. Uh, get back to being the lead back because Montgomery just really isn't doing it back there. Uh, when he gets 10 or more touches or carries, I'm sorry. He, uh, he has double-digit points, so that's all we need is 10, 10 carries out of him. And then defense, had to save a lot of money because I ran out of it with this lineup. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, I'm really hoping they're playing against, obviously, Buffalo. I'm really hoping that Josh Allen doesn't play because they're second-cheapest defense of the week, and I'm hoping for some either fumble or interception. Uh, but Minnesota's been playing well. I know that's Randy's defense as well. Uh, but that is my daily Dave of the week. What do you got, Ryan, to go against that one? I'll be honest, I felt really good about going against this lineup until I saw that you spent up for Travis Kelsey. It makes me ter- absolutely terrified. He's, uh, I, had to get, I had to get someone who's guaranteed to get points so I can lose by about eight on the, uh, uh-oh, lower bet. Best end of the game. Best end of the game. All right. Um, oh, I got to get this one in. Hold on. Um, speaking of one of your guys, Cortland Sutton, Dave. Boldy, bold pick. You know, last – Last three, yeah. Last three weeks, he's only had six catches for sixty yards combined. Yeah, he would. Yeah, but Tennessee's not great against the pass. You would think coming off a bye, they're going to get him reacclimated because he was a top twenty wide receiver for the first six weeks. So 
I don't know what's going on there in Denver. So hopefully this is the week that he gets back in the offense and Jerry Judy can go take a seat. How about how about Russ? Is Russ going to wear up the play calling sheet on his on his uh, wrist? Uh, apparently, that's uh, he won a lot of games doing it. So, oh, not doing it, he said. We're ready. No, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Altenberg lineup to go against Steven's daily day pick for this week. I'm uh, I'm be starting Tua against Cleveland. He was 8100 bucks. Kind of been on a tear lately. That Miami offense is humming. The running game's going with dual backs. And, uh, two is just finding the end zone with two elite wide receivers, probably the best duo in the league right now. Uh, my, my running backs, my first running back, I took Dalvin Cook at a little bit of a discount for 7500 bucks. The matchup against Buffalo is not great, but I think this is a chance for Minnesota to really make a statement. Um, obviously, if Josh Allen doesn't play, that's going to hopefully – lead to Minnesota dominating time of possession. Um, obviously, the Buffalo defense is good and great at home, but Minnesota's been looking pretty solid lately, and uh, they're a one-loss team, so if they're going to make a statement about how competitive they can be in the postseason, this is it. And I think Dalvin Cook will be a big part of that. Uh, RB2 paid up a little bit for Travis Etienne. Again, uh, he's been on an absolute tear lately, seeing close to 20 touches a, a week. Went over 100 yards again this past week with another touchdown. I think he keeps it going against Kansas City. Um, I'd like to see him get involved a little bit more out of the backfield as a receiver, too, and you think they're going to have to because they're going to be down in this game for sure. Um, wide receiver one, I paid up for J- Jalen Waddle. I wanted to stack him with Tyreek, but it was just way too much money. Jalen Waddle's still only 8200 bucks, which is crazy to me considering he's still a top-five wide receiver in the league from a fantasy standpoint right now. Um, going against Cleveland, which is a little bit tough, they definitely have some uh, some strong secondary players. I think is it, is it Greedy Williams who they have out there as their corner one, right? Uh, yeah, Greedy, and they got another first round pick. Yeah, the uh, Ward. Yeah. Denzel Ward too, who, who can man some people up, but I think Denzel Ward will be seeing a lot of uh, Tyree Kill, so should open some things up for Jalen Waddle, and he spends a lot of time out of the slot too, so he should he should shy away from Ward. Um, so spent out for those those three guys. Had to go with some discounts in my other wide receiver spots. My wide receiver two in that same game. I'm going with Donovan Peoples Jones. I think Cleveland's going to have to throw the ball to stay in this game. He is like sl- very quietly been extremely consistent, putting up nine to ten points a week. Hasn't seen the end zone once this week, and I think in a game against Miami where they're going to be forced to throw, probably playing from behind. I think he can find the end zone for the first time this year. Uh, Fifty-seven hundred bucks for him. Uh, going with the hometown new arrival, Chase Claypool, for my wide receiver three, fifty-eight hundred bucks. He was definitely brought into the to the game plan right away. He had a role, um, saw a good amount of targets. Uh, what was interesting to me last week is they used him as a deep threat. So I think they're going to get a decent amount of those those looks. And against Detroit, you got to imagine that a couple of those hit because their defense is just awful. Um, even though they had a really good showing against Green Bay last week, fifty-eight hundred for Claypool. At tight end, this is my uh, roster spot that I might have to look at to switch. I got David Njoku, uh, again, playing off that same narrative in the Cleveland and Miami game. Uh, $5,800 for Njoku. My, uh, he, he's still questionable right now, as in practice, so my fallback would be Cole Komet, probably. They schemed him open a lot in that last game, so he would be my fallback if I have to switch him out. And then for my flex, uh, give me Juju for 7000 against Jacksonville. Uh, he's been seeing a lot of consistent volume over the last four weeks. He's got no, no less than eight targets and 100 games in every game over his last three. 
I think he's going to be just continue to be involved and really be that one one B to Tyler Kelsey's one A in that offense. Um, and against Jacksonville, who's got a defense that's playing pretty sound, um, but letting up a lot of points to wide receivers. And then for my defense, I took New Orleans at Pittsburgh. I don't like them traveling on the road, but they were thirty nine hundred dollars, and that game just just smells like an under to me in a defensive battle. And I think New Orleans uh, defense could. It's going to do a, have a pretty easy day of uh, keeping that Pittsburgh offense in check. So uh, that's the lineup. We'll see. Uh, what does the league think? My lineup or Daily Dave's? Um, I got. I got. I want to. Professional does it. Yeah, I want to make. I want to make it interesting here. Can we get a side bet just between you two right now yeah. on the lounge? What What are we betting here, boys? Whole five bucks. <laughs> oh, come on, man! I need to. I need some. I need some. Some. I'm more incentive than that. Let's go seven fifty. Okay. All right, you got to deal. All right. Seven fifty, and uh, that's a that's a Sunday pizza puff. At the the, and, and the vice and the vice of your choice, you could bring, <laughs> and the vice of your choice. There we go. Uh, uh, I do like the wide receivers, though. If if Moore can't go, I was gonna either go with Claypool or uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, who Randy knows pretty well. The Peoples, uh, the Peoples Jones. PJ, man. I do like the, I do like the lineup. It probably will uh, end up beating me. I got a lot of dark throws in mind this week. Yeah, um, I put a lot. I put way too much into that Cleveland Miami game. If that game comes out slow and it doesn't hit the over, I'm screwed. Yeah, I probably won't. It could be a revenge game. It could be a revenge game for Cleveland because you remember they blew that when Chubb uh, ran in for that touchdown and Miami came back and won earlier in the season. Randy, what are we on time? Uh, we're at about the 38 minute mark, David. Oh, okay. Like no one, no one's put in that claim. So what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a loophole, but it's not because I, I know what you're talking about. When you go on and you go to look to add them, though, you can add them at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the names that have been claimed though are are, are in yellow, invalid. Yeah, so I get it, but it's what's the difference between doing it then and doing it a half hour later when those guys have been processed? I don't know. It just it seems like a weird thing. Why 
why Yahoo would allow that at two and then put the waivers through at two thirty four. Yeah, it's like put the waivers through first and then open it up so we don't have guys like you looking to complain about something. I, I've, I've, I've also been – yeah, just in the future, in the future, I, th- I think we should do fab. I've been saying that. I think we should do fab. We, we, haven't, we haven't talked about this. There's, uh, there's been some rumblings on, uh, on, on the Twitterverse, uh, the hometown league out there, trying to, to stake their claim to the best league in the south side again. I mean, I don't know. I think we're we're one fab system and maybe an auction draft system away from completely rendering them irrelevant. I'll never go to auction. I'll die before I vote for auction on this Well, league. Joey T, I'm talking to you. Spread the word. We got beef with your league, bro. Well, when we got guys like, you know, Andy who doesn't answer his phone and Trotto who cries about, you know, losing after he's been the champion this year, I mean, they might have a claim at the best league. I don't know. You, you could put all that in a hat and put it together. It's not going to equal a fucking Matt Melvin. Yeah, agreed. Matt Melvin right there, that just that tanks it. You can share that with him, Joey T. Thank you. Yeah. All right, uh, what do we got next? Oh, we got a little mortgage payment, David. A little mortgage payment. The commission's been hot, too. Been real hot lately with the, the mortgage payment. Uh, so what do you got this week, Randy? A little recap from last week. Commission went two two and zero oh and had a push. So um, it, I took the Titans with the points against the Colts. Told you that hit. Bears over forty four was a lock, and that Rams versus uh, uh, Tampa Bay game wind up being a push. Uh, I took the Rams in that game with the points. But so far, last six weeks, I'm eleven six and one with that push. Just FYI, boys. So you're you're deep in the money in this situation. You're deep in the money. So we're going first. We're doing a little card payment. We're doing this little same game parlay. It's Colts versus Raiders. Um, I'm saying I'm going to take the Raiders minus 0.5 and the under 15.5 points comes out to 110. I just like a safe bet here. Like we said before, coach don't even, the Colts don't even have a coach on their coaching roster whom has ever called plays in the NFL. So that's a, let that sink in. Um, also, um, the Raiders also have a coach that can't call an offense either, though. But but I also like the bulletin board material. I guess Jeff Saturday said like two weeks ago, like the Colts are. I mean, uh, that the Raiders are terrible. Like he tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted that out. I'll find the tweet for you, Dave. But it's actually pretty funny. And then he comes his first game in the NFL is against them. So I like I like that play for just a little car payment. Put a little out there, uh, minus one ten. You're gonna win some money. Uh, moving on. We're going a little utilities and electric bill. Um, I like the money line, Giants, KC, and Philly. All these teams are at home. Um, Houston's versus the Giants, Jags versus KC, and Philly versus Washington. It comes out to plus 110. I like that bet. I like a little three-team parlay money line. What do you think about that, Dave? I like it. They're all favorites. They're all playing well right now. All at home, you said? Yeah, all at home. Yeah, you got to like that. Um only the Giants, I think, scare me in that situation, but we'll have to see. Against Houston at home? You never know. You never know. All right. Uh, they're coming off a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Who, Houston? Did, yeah, they're always losing. No, 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 no They're coming off a bye right now, but they yeah. lost right prior to They lost the week prior, yeah. Yeah, coming off a bye, too. I love that. I love that even more, then. And last but not least, it depends on the weather, um, but... I got 48 and a half over under. Uh, projected high 30s, but now Ryan's saying it's supposed to be shitty for the Bears game. Yeah. Yeah, weather's going to be cold and they're talking a lot of wind. 
So I have no idea who's going to win this game after a big win for the Lions last week against Green Bay. Um, I like the over, dude. It's like two terrible defenses playing against each other. I think it might be a shootout. Do you expect each team to score 25 points? Yeah, I think 48-and-a-half is way too low for that. The way the Bears have been moving the ball and just how bad their defense is. I mean, we've got good pieces, but our front seven is a shell of what it was at the beginning of the year, um, especially after moving Roquan. Like, I don't know. I think the Lions get that offense back to what it looked like in the first couple of weeks, and we're looking at something with a total closer to 55. Yeah, I think that over should be safe, but those are usually the trap games where everyone puts the money on the over and Vegas makes the call and it's the under. Yeah, I'm interested to see, like, really how the weather is. If it's, like, one of those you see in preseason where it's, like, they're kicking balls, like, at this pylon and it goes to that pylon, you know what I mean? Like, shit like yeah, that. Then that if it's Soldier Field, if the winds are blowing in the Windy City, then I might check that. But the first two, the car payment and utility, I, I love them. I love them. Lock them in. Those are locks. I, I feel a lot more comfortable just going with the under 50.5. I don't know about the Raiders. They're terrible, too. But... That bulletin board material might go a long way. Everybody's going to be retweeting it after the game if they get the win, so we'll see. I'd like, to, I'd like to have my own entry into the mortgage payment while I'm a guest here, if that's cool. Let's do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm hot. Dave Dave stinks. You're trying to replace Dave. There you go. There you go. Here's my audition. Uh, this is my two-unit teaser play. I've been a big fan of the teasers. I, I do not want to admit how much money I have. One or not one on my teaser so far this year, but I'm going to keep riding that train all the way through the end of the year. I got a three-team, six-point teaser. So essentially, you get to tease the line down by six points in your favor and then play it basically as a three-team parlay with that teaser. I'm taking Seahawks. Uh, they're going in as uh, three-point underdogs at Tampa. I think Tampa Bay is just the offense is abysmal right now. They can't get the running game going. Seattle's defense has been playing some inspired ball lately. They got a young corner over there who's one of the better rookie corners in the league. Sauce Gardner been getting a lot of the uh, the hype, but their secondary has been playing really tough. So the line would move to plus nine. Seattle plus nine. I know they're on West Coast to East Coast, but they've been hot. I like them to almost win that game outright. So plus nine feels like a really safe bet. Um, I'm taking our Bears. They're minus three, so the line moves it to plus three. I think they win that game easily, and if they don't, it'll be a close one. Um, and then finally, I'm taking the Chiefs are minus nine and a half against the Jags at home. That uh, that plus six will move the line to minus three and a half. I think they easily win by a touchdown. So three team teaser comes out to plus one sixty. I put fifty bucks on it. That's a, I like that, but that's I like the teaser. That, that's something Mike would say. I like the term. I like the term. Mikey liked it when Randy rolled it out a couple weeks ago. So yeah, Mike. Mike's like he's a big tease. The big tease. Hey, your, your feet are going to be put to the fire in this situation, so make sure you come back and you give us uh, how that broke down. Yeah, the, uh, the league is, is pretty ruthless with, uh, with with what you put on paper here. Well, uh, but my first and only bet I put in for the mortgage payment. So. When we talk about putting stuff on paper, uh, one of the best things that came back last week was the commission corner, and it was very uh, intense, fiery, uh, a lot of enthusiasm. So uh, what do you got for us this week? All right, Dave, we're at the 48-minute mark, so we're going to have to go quick and then maybe do a little breakdown of the games, so get that ready as well. Um, This week's Kamish Corner, Week 10. First off, off, I'd like to thank my team on a huge bounce-back victory this week against Galley. 
I would give the game ball to the veterans on my team who rallied the locker room after such a gut-wrenching loss. The playoff picture is bleak, but there's a chance I will continue to grind it out and make every opponent's life a fucking nightmare. As the great Mad Nagy said, once said, wins in this league are hard to come by, and for some, they're harder than others. But the best wins are the, are the ones against your sworn enemies, and there is no better feeling than taking down Galley. But this week's Commissioner Corner is not about oneself, is dedicated to one individual whom, like a phoenix, has rose from the ashes of destruction. This one is called the Battle for Perfection. Mr. McCarthy and his band of chubby chasers have marched a long road of a 9-0 start and could see a 10-0 regular season win streak record on the horizon. The journey has been long and great men have been wounded or lost along the way. Bryce Hall fought valiantly but laid down his knees carrying the chubby chasers' banners. The keeper, Jamar Chase, was wounded in battle in Atlanta after giving 33 hard-earned points for the cause. And now, the captain of all these merry men... The king of the east, Josh Allen's future is in flux after sustaining a wound to his sword arm. And to make, to make this journey even more poetic, as if written straight out of a book, his foe this week is one of the most feared houses in the realm of the Soldat Atides League, Sir Simo Dollars. This, this great tale is what fantasy football is all about, and we should, it should be a story for all of us. That even though you come from nothing, dressed as the town jester to the draft to start the year, that through all the proper planning and some good fortune and hard work, you have put yourself in a position, McCarthy, to retake your revenge. I'd like to wish my friend good luck. Many of us non-league winners are pulling for an outsider to win his voyage to sit upon the throne of the Soldat Atides League. So that's pretty much it. I'd like to give it up to McCarthy because for coming back after being so shitty last year and coming and turning that around, that's pretty fucking sick. Last, last year I uh, helped him in a draft. I think he's, uh, he's in his wings. He can fly by himself now. All right, so we're going to go uh, into a little two-minute drills. Number two minutes. Uh, we already talked about a few of these, but uh, first game we have Saquanda Forever, which is Ryan versus the Wallagines. Big matchup here uh, against the fifth and second teams. Uh, Ryan, you're projected uh, 118. The Walgines, a 140. Not looking good for you, Ryan. Uh, Diggs, Waddle, Lamb, Etienne, uh, Gibson. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Walgines on this one. Who's Who's usually Waldo's other running back besides Etienne? Uh, uh, Stevenson. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry. It depends what Waller is too. He hasn't been playing well whatsoever. But it, it, I think it's all going to come down to your running backs, right? If you have monster games, then you could potentially be in it. But those, that three-headed monster of wide receivers for Waldo is kind of intimidating. Uh, and with a kicker, you probably project another nine. But I think oh, yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Wally jeans.
Uh, battle of two pretty shitty teams. <laughs> we got projections at 115 without a kicker for the commish and 117 for late with a full team right now. Uh, so once Randy gets that, uh, another eight points in there probably. Uh, Randy's got some, uh, well, Evo Samuel's back. He's not, um, not questionable. You got Evans questionable right now. Uh, Swift is questionable for him. Uh, I don't know. This is like a coin toss. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Like, I got Debo. He's got Ayuk. He's got Swift. I got Jamal Williams. I got Evans. He's got Godwin. So it's, it's going to be pretty much uh, pick pick your poison. Um, we will. I, like your, I like Mahomes, and he's got Goff. I know he's going to get Chicago, but I like Mahomes. I just I'm, – I'm more concerned about, like, I don't need uh, – Cordell Patterson to just go nuts on Thursday. So I'll feel a lot better after tomorrow. I'm taking myself. I'm, I told you I'm riding high. I'm taking myself. Let's go. Let it ride. Yeah, Patterson could go off on Thursday, and I think Fryerman's going to be in for a lot more volume now that Cleveland's gone. I think that's going to benefit him more than it benefits Pickens, just being that target over the middle. But uh, not enough can be said about the lack of production that Lee's been getting out of that DeAndre Swift trade. I mean, if – if he came back, you got a you got it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I guess so. But still, it's Debo's coming back this week, so you don't know how much Ayuk's going to be used, um, how much either of those guys are going to be used because McCaffrey's going to get every ball out of the backfield. So I don't know. I'm taking the commission. All right, next one. We got to hurry up here, Ryan. Uh, we got Agent Brown Eye versus Christian McCaffrey's. This is another big matchup of the sixth and third team. Uh, Channel is projected 134, and Gallagher's projected 139. So, real good matchup here, probably game of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the channel on this one. I like Eckler, Pierce, Brown, and Hertz. Oh, I think this is gonna be the game of the week. Uh, I'm going actually McCarthy. I mean, not McCarthy. I'm sorry, Gallagher. I, I think. <laughs> It, it, it all depends what, what's going on with Aaron Jones. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, Aaron Jones, he's got uh, Justin Jefferson, Herbert, Juju. I just like his wide receiver. I like I like his wide receivers and Goddard better than that. Yeah, if Aaron Jones plays, I, I think I like uh, Gallagher. Just channel having to start Paris Campbell at his wide yes. receiver three right now. You can't, so you, can't, like, you can't do that. That's rough. And don't be surprised if A.J. Dillon ends up on uh, Gallagher's roster before this weekend. All right, we'll see. Next game, we got we got the Chubby Chasers versus Kyler, the creator. We already talked about this. I think we're all going Mike until he loses. Mike. Not much to say here. I'm going McCarthy. Congrats. All right. Next one. Kiss it, Dad. Simo is coming off a huge win and a lot of points, but we'll have to see. Uh, is my word is my word is my bond versus London has fallen. This is the shit game of the week. Uh, first the two, well, tenth and twelfth uh, teams in the league. Andy's projected eighty five points right now because he doesn't want to set a lineup ever or make any moves. And Trotta is Trotta, so I'm gonna actually go with Trotta this week because he actually is paying attention, and Andy could care less about his team. Yeah, I go I go Trotta. He's going to hate to hear that. He's going to hate to hear that. Gabe Davis is due for a big one, and Cole Komet and the Justin's field stack is kind of sneaky. They've been really scheming Komet open in the red zone for touchdown looks. Oh, well, I forgot. Well, Andy does have uh, Zeke and uh, and who's the running back for? Najee. Najee on the bench, but I don't know if that's going to be much help. 
Yeah, I don't know. Coming out of a bye, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Jalen Warren more work. All right, last game of the week is my game. I believe this is the last game of the week. Yep. Jeff Fisher of Fantasy versus Cooking with uh, Uncle Lenny, I think it is. I got a lot of buys this week. The team is looking like a mash unit and a bunch of guys that are coming off the street. I'm going to have to go with Lewis on this one. Uh, I'm starting Terrence Marshall Jr. tomorrow, McCall Hardman, Curtis Samuel, Tom Brady. Uh, I might have to go with Kate Otten if I move her. So. Oh, boy. Um, I Yeah, I'm going... I need you to win, too, but I, I'm taking Lewis. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Dave this week. Uh, his running back, Lewis's running back's got some really tough matchups. And Delvin Cook against Buffalo. Yeah, oh, they're still going to drop. They're going to drop at least their projections. Uh, I would hope, yeah. Would yeah, <laughs> you would assume. But, I mean, who knows? Because I just realized that that Tampa Bay-Seattle game is all the way across the pond in Germany. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. What is? Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay and Seattle game. They oh, oh my God. Yeah, but I, got, I mean, I got Tom Brady and I. Yeah, well, I, I think that Otten play is sneaky because Seattle has been. They're terrible. So generous to tight ends. So they're worse against tight ends. Kind of the rule of thumb, if you don't got a tight end, you start whoever's playing Seattle, whoever's playing Arizona. So, All right. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much it. That wraps it up, like I said, I appreciate Ryan hopping in on the Zoom call. Uh, Dave, man in the ship today. Um, hopefully, we get that degenerate back. The the, <laughs> the cookie, the cookie, Chris Monster. We hopefully get him back. But uh, good lounge, boys. Appreciate you. You know what they say, right? It's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Good night, y'all.